Thanks to ExpressVPN for supporting the morning stream. You probably don't think too much about your internet privacy on your own home networks. ExpressVPN will secure your privacy and protect your information. Visit expressvpn.com slash TMS and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. Coming up on TMS, strange butthole placement. Every Jordan needs their Pippin. 25 women and a guy named Steve. I don't like those teeth. <laughs> so you know the year. What do you want, a cookie? What the hell's going on with your head? Uh, doot, 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 doot. Walking shark, doot, 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 doot. <laughs> <laughs> you almost did the Brian Dunaway walking shark do 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 sharks have legs because I like really just wanted to know ow Australian accents make me splats before the cream suits out too long you must bick it I'm glad you got that one chastity at a warehouse whorehouse yes, yeah. a warehouse. there you go <laughs> I'd make a great teacher wouldn't I yeah. alright Billy read uh, paragraph two nope try it again <laughs> jet skis cured my earworms uh, sorry, a cold jolt up the toilet pipe. Just an eye for the Scott guy and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. The geek is just a machine. It has no heart, no soul. If there should be a mechanical breakdown, it could go haywire. Take the Brady Bunch upstairs. The Morning Stream, better than dog butt flung poo. Hey everybody, welcome back to TMS. It is June 14th. No, July. July 14th. June. Yeah. It'll, it's what, <laughs> time has no meaning in this world, Scott. Feels like it. It feels like it. It feels like we should still be in June, but we're not. July fourteenth, twenty twenty. Yeah, that's the date. Yeah. It's Brian over there. It's me, Scott Johnson. And we're here to do a damn show. Okay. All right. That's right. That's what we're well, gonna it's do. Bastille Day. Is it Bastille Day? What do you do on Bastille Day? I don't even know what you're supposed to do. You, what did you not? God, every year we go over this. You need. You don't have your Bastille tree set up, and you didn't get uh, your wife a Bastille Day present. <laughs> no, I didn't Clearly, do any of you've this. Forgotten all of this stuff. I even have. You know, I have French friends. I had Patrick in my life. I should have known better. <laughs> It's right. all French stuff, right? It is French, right? I'm not making that up. Oh, yeah, it is French. It, okay. is, it is French. French. Uh, well, I hope they everyone have a safe Bastille Day. And don't get your Bastille stuck in wherever you put it. Uh, and also, what else? Oh, is it Bastille? Says to, uh, Tally says you... Yeah, probably. Yeah, exactly. okay. yeah that, okay. that would be the French. Okay, so we... But we're not French, no. so we say Bastille. No, we are not French. I, you know, we've talked about this before, but I always wonder if you... Um, if you pronounce things that are foreign with the accent, not necessarily the the pronunciation, but the accent, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, that wouldn't be. I guess best still wouldn't be a great um, example of that. You right. don't say, yeah. You, you say tortilla. You don't say tortilla because it's Americanization. My True. my favorite example is the city in Australia, C A I R N S, which because we pronounce the R here, we pronounce Cairns. Cairns. But I would say in, Cairns. Yeah. Yeah, but in Australia, it's pronounced cans. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so here in Utah, we got hurricane, but spelled like hurricane. It's not the same, though, is it? That's just like... Not the same. Yeah, because yeah, we have... Uh, I mean, look at Frankfort, um, Kentucky, mm-hmm. which is, you know, not Frankfurt, but Frankfort. Frankfort. We've, we've talked about that. Frankfort, yeah, Frankfort is so weird to say Vers- out loud, isn't Versailles, it? Yeah, another Versailles. Another one uh, that you would pronounce Versailles, but it's pronounced Versailles. Oh, yeah, and, uh, Versa- Versailles is a good one. 
yeah. Um, yeah, whatever. Look, can we all come together on a common uh, pronunciation, everybody? Let's just get together. Let's pull it together. Let's all pull yeah. in the same direction. That's what I say. That's what I want to do. Man, there's a, we have a uh, local uh, advertiser. So there's a Dr. Julie who comes on, and she just seems like she seems like that person in high school that that everybody thought was really really cute, but seemed like it just a lot of work to 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 date. <laughs> gotcha. You're, what Dr. you're saying Julie. is the less popular term these days is high maintenance, but I understand what high you're maintenance. Saying. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So okay. she is a um, an ear. She uh, owns a, an ear clinic, right? And she has all these commercials that air like 18 times a day, sure, or 18 times during the the national news, the the Lester Holt and all that stuff. And um, um, she, on her earlier commercials, would talk about how if you've got you know if you've got a ring in your ears or tinnitus, then you need to come and see us and da 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 da. Yeah. Then she did a later commercial saying, tinnitus or tinnitus, which pronunciation is correct? Well, either or either is correct. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, you just, I just you're just so <laughs> that talky, been... <laughs> downy, pedantic. I don't need to be ear-splained to yeah. Dr. Julie. Yeah, Dr. Pedantic over there. I would I, That would annoy the crap out of me. Yes, oh, my exactly. gosh. I mean, it's tinnitus and tinnitus. Great. We get it. It can be pronounced both ways. Yeah. Just say we don't need a whole commercial covering that. You ever have the tinnitus, by the way? Or the uh, not to my knowledge. I don't know. I don't think I've ever had tinnitus. For a couple of years in the early aughts, I experienced what I now would call tinnitus. At the time, I just thought, I don't know what I thought. So I went to a doctor and they said, oh, yeah, your you're, uh, left ear, you're, you're, uh, you're not passing your hearing test as well over there. Is that where you're hearing this? I'm like, yep, I'm hearing like all day just kind of a... Oh, that would drive me nuts. It was awful, and uh, yeah, I couldn't do it. I hated it, and I would have. I wish you would have preferred if it was stereo, because it was really hard yeah. having it just in the one ear. <laughs> right, I mean, just in one ear, right? Yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna give me an affliction, <laughs> give it to me in both ears. Yeah, exactly. So what? So what? I ended up clearing it. Weirdly, wasn't any kind of treatment or anything. We went to a trip. So this has been '04. Yeah, went to a trip to Bear Lake, which is north of us. It's a big, huge, beautiful blue lake. It's where I spent my honeymoon, actually. Um, but we went there as a big family thing, uh, rented a cabin and everybody went up there back when you could do groups and, um, uh, went, or, uh, went, uh, what do you call it? Uh, snow, not snowboarding. What's wrong with me? What are they called? Sk- jet skiing, jet skiing. Oh, okay. All right. Jeez Louise. Where was that word? <laughs> Freak. Um, yeah. anyway, we went jet skiing and crashed sort of. And, uh, when I came up out of the water, the ringing was gone. So. I don't really? know. I, I'm happy that it went away, but I don't know what it, what that is or means. I have no wow, idea. Wow, that's crazy that that would. Uh, you'd almost think that would make it worse, right? Because you're going to get right. You think water yeah, in your exactly. ear, or you're going to get pressure like a, and maybe it was some kind of like quick pressure that like reset something in the inner ear. I don't know, but it was it was uh, fine. Yeah, that could have been it. Actually, that could have easily been it. Like a, the pressure thing. Mm-hmm. I was so um, happy, dude. Oh my gosh, I could hear again. Basically, it was like. I was just starting, not really getting used to it, but just resigning myself to the fact that, oh, I'm just going to have this ring forever, and it's the worst. And I have some other friends. I have a very prominent friend whose name I will not use, but I have a friend who really experienced a really hardcore version of this not even that long ago, and we'd go back and forth about it. And it's just maddening. Like, it's truly maddening. And when you try to go to sleep, you can't do it. So you got to crank up, like, white noise and brown noise and... Just anything to distract you from the fact that you've got a permanent buzzing in your ear. It's the freaking worst. So I'm glad yeah, you brought up tonight. It's well done. We've got a good My story. My pleasure. Well, and I also put in the, in our uh, Discord chat, I put in a link to the um, 
her offices here in Colorado called Sound Relief Hearing Center. Oh, yeah. And across the top, and even in that image that I sent you, it shows you all of the doctors who work at this place, which is <laughs> 25 blonde women yep. and a guy named Steve. Yep. <laughs> yep. Look at him. He is. There's, I take that back. There are two brunette, brunettes. Yeah. But everybody else is <laughs> a bunch of a bunch of white women doctors and one one dude. <laughs> one dude. Look at us, Chad. I'll show you. There you go. There you go. See him. Look at him I'm at the so, end there, going, "Hey." I was curious to see if she had any of her uh, commercials on her website. Like, put any of those up there. Is but, she uh, is she the center business there? The lady she in the is middle. The center business. Yeah, that's Dr. Julie. Okay. Well, kind of hard to tell them apart, but. But, uh, right, yeah. yeah. Here, here's a better if you go to the... Uh, Except for Dr. Steve. I can tell who he is. Except for Dr. Steve. Yeah. <laughs> oh, managing... Oh, so it is all hearing stuff. Yeah. Man, manage yeah. sound sensitivity. Address hearing loss. Control your tinnitus. Uh, I have a relief. I should email them and say, hey, just crash your jet ski in a lake. and uh, Yeah, solution. I have a, uh, like you to, to uh, uh, <laughs> yep. tell me your theory on this. Yep. This seemed to solve my problem. Maybe it can help you. I have an article on why coronavirus stress can spike tinnitus and how to manage it. Oh, just worrying about it can. Yeah, it was. That was the other thing the doctors did tell me. They said it's usually really? a usually a stress thing. But I wasn't feeling that stressed wow. in 04, so I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we wow, had the untouched. Weird. We had the or sorry, we had the uh, the Incredibles that year. How can you be stressed out? <laughs> you uh, you know, if I ever have a trivia competition where it's we tell you a movie, you tell me the year it came out, or vice versa. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm pretty good at the years. I'm bringing you to that because you're you are so good with that. Yeah, like, sometimes I'll forget the name of the movie or the people in it, but I will remember what year it came out. I don't know why. <laughs> I feel like I do. You I know, do. It's the one with the guy, and there's a dead person. <laughs> well, name it. Let's try this. Name a movie, and I'll see if I can tell you the year. Any movie. All right. Um, what about Bob? Well, maybe maybe too far back, but I'll try. Um, oh, jeez. Oh, so this only works. 1980. I think you're already got a wrong. Oh, that's not 90s, is it? It is 90s, yeah. Oh, geez. Okay. Crap. That doesn't help because I don't have an actually. I've never seen what about Bob, which is embarrassing. I've never oh, really? Seen it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Give me another. Tina one. would say. Tina would say it's good that you haven't seen that. Um, how about uh, let's go an easier one. The Sixth Sense. Uh, 1999. 1999 is correct. Okay. Let's go. Um, let's say Armageddon. Armageddon. That would be 1990. Oh, geez, this is close. Uh, uh, 98. 98 is absolutely correct. Okay, yes. I knew it was close to 97, 98, something like that. We'll do. We'll do. Uh, we'll do two more. All right, give me two more. Uh, let's go with. Um, let's go with. Clerks two. <laughs> Uh, Clerks 2, 2005. Clerks 2 was 2006. Ah, That's shoot. Really good. Wow. All I right. was close. I knew I was close. Ah, crap. Um, and how about... Uh... Oh, let's see here. Reindeer Games, starring Charlize Theron. Reindeer Games, 1997. Uh, 2000. Ah, crap. Yeah. So I'm like yeah. two for two for two or two for four. For two. By the way, um, so we're not getting. Obviously, we know we're not getting Charlize Theron in the sequel to the movie that which not be named mm -hmm. uh, because it causes people to drink in the morning. But um, 
Uh, we are getting a Charlize Theron sequel directly to Netflix. Do you know what movie? Oh, we're getting a, a, a sequel uh, to movie? one of her films previously, and there's a sequel to that. One of her films previously is getting a sequel, and it's going directly to Netflix. Monster Two, she's back. Um. <laughs> the continuing adventures of Eileen Warnos. Eileen Warnos, uglier than ever. Was co-starring Christina Ricci. <laughs> All right. Um. Uh. Okay. It's, it can't be that one that's based on the Adult Swim or the uh, Liquid Television show, uh, Aeon Flux. It's not that, is it? Oh, could it? Could it be that? I mean, that was not, no. It's not. No, okay, it's that not. was poor. <laughs> it was really poorly received. It was yes. Um. I. I uh, uh. Mighty Joe Young too. Right, that'd be another good one. No, it's a movie you really enjoyed uh, called uh, uh, Atomic Blonde. Oh, hey, no. See, this is good because that movie was full of style but had problems, okay? Right. Like right. some kind of big problems. I am. That's that's really great to hear because I think they could have a new stab at this and get it right mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. time. Uh, she made out with the lady that played the mummy in the Tom Cruise mummy. See, this is the other thing I'd be right. at trivia. I don't right. know anyone's name, but I know... I know other things they played, so that was cool. <laughs> I think she had yes, a, there was a, there was a uh, that was um, Sophia Butella. Yes, he, is that it? Yes, she was in the Star Trek, the latest JJ or not JJ, but the JJ verse Star Trek, the one that uh, I liked the most. Yes, uh, the last yes, one, right, with all the black and white stuff. On yeah, the she was cool exactly. in that. She was really cool. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. I've, I've, I've basically go. proven that I really don't know anything is what I've done. No, but that's uh, actually, that was pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. All right. Hey, real quick, uh, uh, show and tell. Hold on. Okay. All right. Check this out. Oh, I'm so excited to show this. So I get this message from Scott Lawhon on my uh, on uh, Twitter. He sent me a, a direct message. And he says, hey, I've got this sculpture I did out of uh, Sculpey and stuff, and it's it just seems like maybe something you'd like, and... Um, I feel like sanity and I said oh that's super sweet of you thanks very much and he sent it and I got it and I thought oh it'll be a cool little figurine or you know I don't know what I was thinking it would be sure dude look at this freaking thing hold on let me go full screen oh my god it looks is that um is that a world of warcraft like it looks like uh it's like a, <laughs> it's like yog saran or something right yog saran is what I was thinking yeah, yeah. but not quite yog saran those yeah. teeth yeah did he use real human teeth in there or I is think that, they're uh... I think they're dentures I think Oh, really? So they are, those are not made out of sculpting. No, but they're meant to look menacingly real. Like, Yeah, those are, uh, and the eyeballs are amazing too. And this Jeez glaze he used to make things look kind of wet and, and yeah. stuff on here. Yeah. It is my new favorite freaking thing. It's like a pencil holder or whatever you want to put in here. But Yeah, I don't think you'd want to drink out of that. No. Oh, is it wrapped around, it looks like it's wrapped around a jar or something. To Actually, you may be able to drink it. Well, you know what? It is. So that's a jar. You're right. That's a jar in there. I could drink out of that. Maybe that was always I would use the point. It for pencils. Yeah, because <laughs> you, know, you don't want to. You don't want to have to hand wash that. You certainly don't want to put it in the um, the dishwasher. No, 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 for obvious reasons. But I, it's almost like he knows me because I love this kind of stuff. Yeah. I love it. I draw. I like to draw stuff like this. Like this is just so freaking cool. So huge that shout out really to him because it is one of my favorite things I've ever gotten in the mail. It's just so cool. So what I do is um, put it on on Kim's nightstand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Right. And uh, and then put like a little a little LED uh, that, that turns on when the lights are off. Uh, on <laughs> That's a great idea. When I when well, we got it, I pulled light out of, sensing night light. I pulled yeah. it out of the box, and she goes, "Nope, nope, 
nope, nope, nope. <laughs> I go, well, good thing it's not awesome. for you. It's for me. This is totally my jam. So this is going to sit on my desk and look at me all the time. And I just love it. Yeah. So keep, uh, keep Van away from that, too. That's, uh, again, more nightmare. Oh, yeah. We don't. Yeah, he doesn't need. The world's already hard enough. Let's not give that kid a reason to have more nightmares. All right. Thank you anyway. Uh, Scott Lahan, I think, is how the name Lahan. is pronounced. Is that Lahan, how you'd say it? Yeah. Or Lawan. Oh, it could be Lawan. Maybe it's- if, you, if you separate the A and the D, if you if you put the uh, syllable break between the A and the W, it's La Juan. Mm-hmm. Scahat La Juan Hurricane Versalis. There you go. There you go. Perfect. Uh, quick email from Not Your Neighbor Dave. <laughs> okay. So this is uh, Not Your Crazy Neighbor, okay? Right, yes. Says this In a time of toilet paper shortages, I have been thinking about pulling the trigger on getting a bidet. Are there any brands or models that you would recommend? Budget isn't too much of an issue, but I don't need one that that has rhinestones or anything, he says. <laughs> you um, don't need the total washlet, is what you're saying. No, I, I apparently that is Wait. not what he's looking for. So do you, I, I mean, what do you guys, I mean, I have one that like has a seat warmer and it that's, has. And I think that's what you want. I, the seat warmer, okay, that's a nice thing, but you want a water warmer. Mm-hmm. Um, I I have grown accustomed to and actually find refreshing the jolt of ice cold water uh especially in the summertime this is great to hear i love this okay continue on uh i've actually i've actually kind of you know look forward to it uh especially if i've had a lot of hot food (laughs) a lot of spicy food (laughs) by the way i heard from hammond yesterday yeah he had his daughter in the car and he was listening to tms and he texted me afterwards and said uh, my daughter felt a little uncomfortable by all the uh, vagina discussion yesterday. Morning. Oh yeah, that one yesterday <laughs> the candle, was the candle discussion. That really took us places for sure. So, so Hammond, uh, you know, we're we're about to start talking about bidets. Maybe it's time to switch over to NPR or uh, yeah. your local uh, adult alternative album station, AOR station. There you go. Um, okay, so I, I would say invest in in um, I would say. Spend the money. Spend the money and get the toilet that has the bidet part in it, as opposed to the plastic add-on. We have the plastic add-on thing on both of our toilets in yeah, the house, yeah. and because of the cold water, I think I'm the only one uh, who uses it. Yeah. Um, if there was a warm water option, I think Tina would be more into it. But we also had one of <laughs> one of our friends brought their kid over, and uh, you really gotta you gotta warn parents to to. Oh yeah. Tell their kids what that stuff is all about because yeah. uh I think he thought it was an alternative flusher or something, and he's looking over and he turns that little knob and gets a nice little jolt of water right in the face. And, Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. That's actually a really great story. <laughs> so I, so I, plus uh, they tend to they will tend to break over time. <clears throat> the ones that you attach. Yeah. Like they, they don't totally, hold up yes. forever. That's another reason. Yep, right here's the one I have. It's the forty eight dollar Lux Bidet Neo Elite non electric attachment. Which is like, um, oh, it's know, not it's electric be your at ice all. Cold water. How do, how does it generate uh, having having it be non electric? Um, how does it work? Like how does it? Oh, uh, the water pressure from it comes off the water pressure from your uh, your toilet pipe. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. A toilet pipe sounds like a euphemism, doesn't it? Yeah, or a band. Oh man, shot me right up the toilet pipe. We're going down to the Palladium this weekend. <laughs> toilet pipes are forming. <laughs> ice cold water right up the toilet pipe. Yeah, but um, no, it's uh, uh, that's. You know, it just gets it from the normal water pressure, and it it fires some pretty, you know, it's some, it's some severe water pressure. That said, still spend the money, invest the uh, 
invest the money and get one that can do warm water. But um, I it, guess you can still get attachment ones with warm water. Oh yeah. Do, yeah, ours, yeah, ours does that. So, for example, the one we got is called this Bio Bidet BB six hundred mm-hmm. Ultimate Advanced Bidet Toilet Seat White Elongated. <laughs> So you can get a round one or elongated one. Anyway, it's an attachment that includes the lid and the seat. Mm. So you replace that whole assembly. It's got a little control thing on the side, and it does different temperatures of both water and seat. So the seat can be different temperatures. The water can be yeah. different temperatures. It You can adjust the angle of the little spray thing. So if you're some kind of mutant with a, you know, a strained butthole yeah. placement, you can right. Uh, it's it actually, <laughs> it's actually on my side. Yeah. It's on my hip. It's way over here. Move that in the center of my right butt cheek. <laughs> so that, so that's nice. This is pretty highly rated on Amazon section, Amazon Choice. Um, it's a little pricey, three twenty five. We got it on sale for like one hundred and seventy five on some weird oh, weekend deal. Yeah. Um, but three twenty five currently, uh, it served served us well. If you're going to go that route, I will say this though. This, we ended up having to get a replacement for the seat part because eventually there's something wrong. There's structurally, their seat's not great, and it kind of cracked after a while. Mm-hmm. So we had okay. to replace that, but it wasn't a huge deal. I think we got a replacement for 10 bucks. You or also got to make sure you've got a power outlet somewhere nearby, right? Because you've got a. Oh, yeah, that's the, that's the other thing. And so Steve, my brother-in-law Steve, who's probably listening right now, had to do a hole through the hallway outside where the bathroom connects in through oh. there and then add an outlet, which is... It all looks like it was meant to be that way now, but he had to do the magic to make that work. So mm-hmm. that particular bathroom needed its own outlet. So yes, you do need electrical power to make that work, and that's one mm-hmm. downside, I suppose. But anyway, yeah, I don't, I don't know if you need a dryer, but definitely get one that's got the. I oh, this also has that too, a uh, heated dryer oh, too. Really? So to go, wait, wait, and then you, that's when you know you're about done. <laughs> so it's pretty good. It's pretty Excellent. good. Yeah, Excellent. my wife swears by this thing. She loves it. Uh, all right. Here's another email from. Uh, we go from bidets to hostess outlet shops. Okay. Oh God. Okay. So this is for you in particular because you brought this up. Um, yes. From Jeremy Q, who says this. Uh, Brian brought up the hostess outlet shop he used to go to, and that reminded me uh, when I used to once or go once a month with my mom when I was younger. We would stock up on probably and probably only spend eight to ten dollars. Five to eight is what it says. Why I read eight to ten, I don't know. Anyway, (laughs) inflation, you're adjusting for inflation. I must be. Um, That kind of money in their shop, uh, you could live like a king. I'm only 31 and that shop is still open or was open until Hostess went bankrupt in 2012. I didn't know they went bankrupt. Hmm. Did you know that? I didn't know that that either. Yeah, it it makes sense because I know that 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 shop is long gone. I I thought about going there years ago when Tristan was a little kid. We're like, all right, let's get him some. Let's get him a bunch of Hostess crap and let's not spend a lot of money on it. I was like, oh, that place is gone. Oh, it says here. Oh, interesting. Okay. So in 2012, yes, bankrupt. But then was there a new bankruptcy in 2016? Might have been. Oh, geez. Yeah, they well, might have they might have restructured and uh They must have sold stuff off or something because now you can still go buy all that stuff at the store or whatever. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um it says those shops weren't only around in the eighties. I just wish there was one still around. Just wanted to share my memory of that place and you too enjoy your day, says Jeremy Q. Yeah. Yeah, those were the best. They what a weird thing though, right? Like a like a what, what do they call it when you go to like the, the outlet stores to get cheaper deals on like vans, yeah. shoes, and stuff like that? Right, right. It's like um uh, either refurbished or um uh day old, you know, mm-hmm. or oh, it's like day old bread. Yeah. 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 It's like day old bread at a 
at a grocery at store. A bakery. You go to friggin' uh, Jimmy John's and um, you can get yesterday's loaves of bread, which are still just fine. I didn't um, know. I keep forgetting that that's a thing that you've done and that I could do. I should do that. Yeah. It's like a buck. And then you just bring that awesome loaf home and load it with your own stuff. And why am I not doing Oddly that? enough, you're already at Jimmy John's, so why not just get their turkey tom? Yeah. If you're there already. If you're there already, make it happen. Just get that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think that's it for our for our morning musings. Now, we do this. Time for the news. Brought to you by. Have you ever wondered what our pets do when we're not around? One little boy might just have the answer. What does my dog Jack do at night? A new title from author Adam Mock brings to life the dreams of a child and his ideas of ideas of what goes on when we're not watching. It just went gray when you double-clicked on it. Oh. Jack may seem like a normal dog, but he might just have a few tricks up his collar. With vibrant illustrations by Segundo Garcia, the incredible world of the sweet dog, jump off the page and is sure to be a favorite of the little readers in your life. Summer is upon us, so crank up the AC. Doesn't mean Animal Crossing. And enjoy What Does My Dog Jack Do at Night? Available now on Amazon in paperback as well as barnesandnoble.com in both paperback and hardcover. Thanks to the Frog Pants community for all the support. You're the best. Available at Walgreens. Yeah, uh, Walgreens. Uh, $4.99. I'm looking at the Barnes & Noble listing and it looks oh, great. Great. Looks great. You can get a hardcover yeah. too. A little bit more for the hardcover, but not much. And uh, Worth it. It's awesome. What Does My Dog Jack Do at Night? I mean... Don't ask me what Rainer does at night, because I couldn't answer you. Yeah, I don't want to know. All right, moving on to our first story here today. Uh, Liddy. Who's Liddy? Is it Lady? Little. L-I-D-L, Little. Oh. Is that how you'd say that name? It's a grocery store. Um, oh, uh, it's a place in the UK then, isn't it? I believe so. Maybe not. No, I think... Uh, I'm looking at their they're they're at a dot com. Yeah. Oh, but they're <laughs> it does say hello, H A L L O. No, call Pepper Virginia. Oh, all right. They're in yeah, they've got they've got uh they're in all all over Virginia and um looks like a bunch of stuff in the northeast. Never heard of it. But okay, it's a place you can go. L I D L. L I D L. North Carolina, South Carolina. I bet you I bet you uh Brian Dunway can go to a, a little. Yeah, he probably could. When he's not at the Piggly Wiggly, he's at the That's Little. That's right. <laughs> That's right. He does like the Piggly, I think. He does like the Piggly Wiggly. Uh, they say they say they're very sorry. They say Aww. they say what am I freaking Foghorn Leghorn here? What's <laughs> oh, I say I say I say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing that. Um, anyway, after a, a revolted mom or mum, as the article calls it, because this is written in the UK, finds lizard head in her vegan bolognese sauce. <laughs> well that's not vegan no no that's the opposite of vegan i think if you have a lizard head oh bobby frank says it's pronounced lytle 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 well it looks like flicker or some bullcrap right you know what it I mean? does l-i-d-l there's there there needs to be at least one more vowel in here I agree. maybe even two i thought we were done with naming things like that yeah Lard. well anyway polly wheaton no relation to will wheaton we don't know that. Well, we actually don't. Uh, age 47 popped out to a Lidl to buy ingredients for a vegan bolognese. I'm saying that right, right? Bolognese? You're totally saying that right. Bolognese, yes. Feels wrong for some reason. For her twin daughters, Isabel and Megan, age 20. Uh, but as Isabel got to the... Why does it matter how old they are? That's weird. 
doesn't it? <laughs> Does it matter? Yeah, totally. It totally doesn't matter. Yes, her twin daughters, Isabel and Megan, both 20 years 20. old. 20. Oh, are they The eligible? lizard, age four, was <laughs> presumed dead. <laughs> this reporter, age 58, really believes... <laughs> an odd thing to do. Right, yes. Anyway... Uh, says, but as Isabel got to her, uh, got to the final few mouthfuls of her plate, she was horrified to find that what looked like a scaly head of a reptile in her food. I mean, oh. I would be too. I'm not even a vegan, and this would freak me out, obviously. Yeah, exactly. The final few, like, oh. right? <laughs> you, want that, you want that to be something you notice in the first bite, not in the last. Yep, you want it to go boop and pop up the minute you yeah. even get your plate. It's like that old joke. What's worse than finding a worm in your apple? <laughs> finding half a worm in your apple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're not kidding. Just the head. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, the family think it came from a jar of sauce or a tin of tomatoes from the supermarket. Uh, Lytle have said they are very sorry and have launched a thorough investigation. Who will find the rest of the lizard? Mm. <laughs> Here's a way you can save 15% or more on your insurance with Geico. <laughs> Where's my body? <laughs> oh, Bobby Franks uh, did some fact checking himself. It is pronounced Lidl in Germany. Lidl. Where it comes from. Oh. Lidl. Lidl? You have, Please you... go to the Lidl and buy me some iguana head bolognese. <laughs> Are you saying the lizard was not part of your meal? We will launch an entire investigation thoroughly. <laughs> Sweet. You bought the jar of ragu with. Lizard head on the label. <laughs> this, what did you expect? This is your fault. This is not the fault of the store. Yet we will do and conduct a thorough investigation. That's how they talk. That's how they it talk in Germany. 100%. Yeah. yeah, that's not an exaggeration. Our German or, listeners uh, will write in and confirm all this. Okay. It's fine. I brought a thermos today. See, look, I got a thermos full of hot coffee. Oh, look at that. It'll stay warmer in the, in the time it that will, we're here. Because I've switched to using a French press. For um for coffee You're and the problem with the French geez, press, fancy as you know, yeah, is that um you've got to get you can't leave the coffee in there if you only use half of the French press. You can't leave the rest of it in there because it continues to to steep in the coffee grounds and get bitter. So you've got to quickly get the coffee out of there. <clears throat> you want it in something that's going to keep it hot. Yeah. So I have a thermos. That's a great. That's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, it's an old Starbucks thing. So what did you do before the press? What were you making coffee with? Just a coffee maker? Um, we had a Nespresso that we were specifically using for the hot water. Oh. <laughs> so we'd make it one cup at a time. Mm. Um, we use our Keurig that way now. It's all for the hot water now. Yeah. Don't really yeah. make anything else in it. So we just switched to, we actually, the thing was taking up too much space, the Nespresso. So we um, we had, and we had a kettle because we'd use the kettle for tea because we could set the exact temperature we want. We're like, why do we have two things here on the counter that we're using for hot water? Yeah. Let's get rid of the Nespresso and let's just use the kettle. That'd I get that. Easy. Sure. Plus yeah. those Nespressos and the um, the Keurigs, they can sometimes get weird like bacterial mm. things in them and stuff like that. I think, mm. I, I don't think I'm making that up. I think that's a real thing. Like they can just like a little bit of coffee yeah. ground or something gets stuck up in a, a corner somewhere and then fester and become like a. And just uh, oh, Before you know it, Brian, it looks like this comes out looking like this you're like you're like the web md of uh <laughs> what could go wrong in your kitchen that's right somebody told me that i can't remember who it was they said it was super unsafe and i don't know we just do hot water through it so it doesn't matter but 
If you have a filter, those things should have a filter, and you just got to make sure that you replace it as often as they tell you to do it. Um, I do like uh, Pops and Recline's suggestion, though. Why even use the kettle? Just use the bidet on hot settings. So oh, perfect. Yeah. Well, yeah. You got two birds with one stone. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. What are you? What are you doing in there? I'm making tea. Well, hurry up! I need to poo. Um. <laughs> weird. We've gone weird yeah. places with this. Uh, what, what's next here? Oh, uh, protein from blood of exercising mice. Okay, stay with me here. Okay, all right. Rejuvenates okay, the brains of the couch potato mice. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, we got some science right. here. Oh, by the way, uh, mice, swole mice helping out the slacker mice. Exactly. I forgot to mention this a few days ago, but um, got a verbal commitment from uh, Dr. Kiki Sanford, who's an actual doctor or is an actual scientist. She says yes. that anytime we want her to come on for any kind of science discussion, that she is open and willing. So if oh, we ever have some big topic like. Can I get the Rona from uh, the dog licking me or whatever? Sure. Then we can have her come in and, and have a real discussion about it. She's a. I like that. She's yeah, she's, she's awesome. She's a uh, an accomplished podcaster in her own right, and she would be really great. She's very nice. All right. She's uh, fantastic. We had her on ANTP season two as a special guest, and it was oh uh, right one of our one of our best episodes. I forgot that happened. Mm-hmm. It totally did happen. She's pretty great. All right. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, so this couch potato mice thing. Hmm. says here, it's as well established that exercise can sharpen your mind. People and mice who <laughs> work out do better on cognitive tests. And elderly people who are physically active reduce their risks of dementia. Now, in a surprising finding, researchers report that the blood of the mouse that exercises regularly can perk up the brain of the couch potato mouse, the lazy ones. I compare you to the blood from a mouse on a treadmill. <laughs> Why did that song come into your head? Because there is there the you actually said blood of a mouse, but the line in or the the, the text in the article is blood from a mouse, and oh, it made me think of kiss from a rose. Nice, nice. Bring in so the, as soon as I read that blood from a mouse, I'm like, ah, oh, kiss from a rose. What's his, what's his name? Seal. Seal. Gosh dang it! Mm-hmm. I don't remember names. Not uh, part of Seal and Crofts. No, 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 no. This is a different kind of seal. The seal cannot be broken. <laughs> Um, all right. <laughs> this effect traced to a specific liver protein in the blood could point away to a drug that confers the brain's benefits of exercise uh, to an older, feeble person who rarely leaves a chair or a bed. Uh, you can uh, see if uh, can your brain think uh, that you exercised? Basically, is what they're thinking. Like, so you, so imagine this, Brian. Let's say I'm on the treadmill every day, working out, sweating it up, doing sure. the thing or whatever. Sure. They take a little of my blood, assuming you're compatible with my blood. And then they mm-hmm. squeeze it into you because you've just been sitting around doing nothing, let's say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Suddenly you'd be like, oh, yeah, I, I've got I the blood like I... of an exercised man. Exactly. I think it's a great idea, like a great, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> a great, a great offering. And I want to say that there was a movie that did this recently, mm-hmm. um, but it was youth. It was uh, somebody who was, and it wasn't a vampire movie, I don't think, but it was somebody who was getting blood of... It is very vampire, isn't it? Yeah, blood of a younger person, and um, <laughs> it was Silicon Valley. That's exactly a pops oh. and recline. Yes, it was. Okay. It was the Hooli guy was getting blood from uh, <laughs> blood from uh, what's his face? Um, 
a boy for, on a train. No. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. I want yes. to. I've still. I still have not gotten all the way through that series. I don't. Not mean to. I want to. I want to watch it. I don't not mean to. Yeah. <laughs> you have too many other um, things to watch. Yeah, it's worth it. It's it's fun. Yeah. Uh, Peter Thiel is allegedly doing this as uh, J.C. Calhoun. Really, the billionaire. Uh, uh, co-founder or wasn't he he was involved with Elon Musk back in the PayPal days I think but mm. Peter Thiel is a he's kind of a jerk but uh, mm-hmm. Billy, oh, of course this, yeah. Mad the, Max for Hero they do this too yes. oh yeah they totally do yeah <laughs> that's right because Mad Max has <laughs> got the healthy blood see and then right. they, they strap him to the hood of your car the so, boys, yes. yeah, so need Nux the, the can have boys need, yeah, yeah right. get the good blood coming through him there mm-hmm. I don't know why they couldn't just ball him up in the back of the car you know like I'm not saying change it. George Miller's a genius, but having to. But, st- but if this were to happen in the real world, you'd probably <laughs> instead of welding this big structure to put Max on the front of your vehicle, you would just put him in the back seat. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm getting at. There's um, no benefit to having him on the front of your the the hood of your car with a little uh, face yeah. mask. Yeah, why on. not? Uh, you know what I uh, I assume that everyone who is in billionaire status. Mm-hmm. that is old that this is what they're yeah. doing all the time is trying to find stuff they can inject in themselves to make themselves live longer <laughs> because they can afford to pay any number of quackery it doesn't matter how much there's no there's no limit so you just oh that guy wants a million dollars and he says he can make me five years younger here's a million dollars and even if you get screwed mm-hmm. it's like well whatever that was not that was nothing I'm sure I assume that's happening with those guys I sure I assume it too yes I actually don't know I guess but by the way um on a, on a very slight tangent, this reminds me of an episode of Atlanta that I just watched. I am loving season two of Atlanta. Atlanta's there good. is a, an episode where um, good show. Oh, not uh, not Earn, not Paperboy, but um, Dar- uh, Darius goes mm. to this house he finds on Craigslist that's got a piano that they're giving up, okay. and he shows up at this house, and it's like this millionaire's house, and he's like a completely completely uh, closeted weirdo so much money hello it's good to (laughs) see you welcome to my home oh man and um and right from the get-go because like he's super like uh um plastic surgeryed up and he's like uh um pale and and talks funny and as soon as i'm like that is freaking Donald Glover wearing like like the the Eddie Murphy makeup from when Eddie Murphy pretended to be a white guy. Was it? Is it? On the street. It totally is. Yes. Oh no way! It is. It's a character named Teddy Perkins. Here, I'm gonna find you a photo. It is. Uh, it uh, is a it is a fantastic episode, but it is uh, creepy. Oh look at that face! I just found him on. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's some michael jackson level work right there very michael jackson work that is uh that is your childish gambino right there wow look at this chat room oh man <laughs> wow that is something else i that, i love that first season i need to keep going yeah robin season is good i'm only that was episode six so i'm i guess i'm probably about halfway through season two but uh that episode's brilliant there's an episode right before that that's brilliant which is uh paper boy and um and a uh, hairstylist. <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> it's just a. It's a great show. It's really, really good. I'm glad you're watching that. Um, yeah, I'm not. Um, I'm not. I'm, I'm using it now. I'm not going to use it for recommendals because I have two recommendals tomorrow already. 
Oh, and right. that's not even and that's not even forwarding from last week. I'll you know tomorrow I'll just talk briefly about the things I'm forwarding from last week. But. Well, Nicole is not here tomorrow, so it's it'll be good. Can fill the fill yeah. the time. She has an yeah. appointment, so we're gonna do it on our own. Um. All right, we got a new species yes. of walking sharks discovered in Australia. So everybody, because yeah, if you're gonna if it's gonna be anywhere, it's gonna be friggin' in Australia. Yep. 2020 Australia, perfect time. These guys. sharks aren't deadly enough. We've made some walking ones. <laughs> They're not. They're deadly, but they're not very mobile. I'm not doing the right He's accent. Ambling around Darling Harbor, trying <laughs> to pick up people to eat them, and a couple meat pies. They're bipedal now. <laughs> I love the term bipedal. Anyway, bipedal. Walking shark sounds like something you'd see in Sharknado Eight. Nowhere is safe. Is that a movie? Is that really a movie? No, no. I don't even think there's, is there a seven? They haven't even gotten a seven yet, right? I don't, I don't know going. how many there are. Is there more than uh, three? Isn't the fourth one the most recent one? They called it the fourth awakens or something like that. Or oh am I, did I dream this? I, it was some dumb. I hope you did. <laughs> I hope this was just a Brian dream. I really do. I hope so. I'm looking it up right now. Sharknado to the second. Uh, the chat room slow to respond, which makes me oh. think. Oh, what's it called? What? So the fourth one is The Fourth Awakens. Oh, Sharknado geez. 3 is Oh Hell No. Yeah. Sharknado 5 is Global Swarming. Uh-huh. Sharknado 6 is called The Last Sharknado. So we don't have a Sharknado 7 yet. but uh, Well, it sounds like they are done then, right? Does that mean they're done? Yeah. The Last Sharknado, it's about time. <laughs> but that's them playing off on The Last Jedi, right? Like that's them continuing their stupid oh, Star Wars. Oh, right. Probably, yes, if they're doing The Fourth Awakens. Oh, yeah. The Fourth Awakens. <laughs> that's so stupid is he in, i'm guessing it happens on july 4th is he in zeering zeering's in all of those i assume of course he is okay yeah. all right how about what's her name the blonde oh with God. the problems Tara Reed. yeah yeah she's in there too <laughs> what about the blonde with the problems <laughs> <laughs> david hasselhoff is in the fourth one. Oh, good good we're glad i'm glad we he's... tried to do one of the i mean we did one of these for film sack it's just too it's too aware of itself yeah to but, be good film sack material. No, they need to be what they're riffing on is what we like, but it's them riffing yes, on it. It's it not, needs to be done without Yeah. Yeah. I love the idea of, you know, Ian Zeering flying through the air and with a chainsaw cutting through a, a shark's body. Like that's a great idea. <laughs> but but you're doing that because you know it's a great idea. It's just too it's too knowing. It's too fourth wally. I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, totally is. Campy oh, on purpose is, cool. is not the same as camp, everybody. So bad. Exactly. Uh all right. Anyway, These walking sharks. Uh, so walking sharks in Australia. Yep. Nowhere is safe, it says, but apparently a totally a real thing. Researchers have discovered a handful of species in recent years that seemingly evolved the ability to walk short short distances, if you want to call it that. Anyway, scientists have known about sharks who have the ability to walk with their fins on dry land for a while, but in researching uh, the known species, uh, they discovered four species that have apparently developed the ability much more recently. The research was published in the Journal of Marine and Freshwater Research and suggests that sharks may gain some big advantage by being able to slink along the seafloor rather than swimming. So they're not like getting out of the water and going up to the 7-Eleven and getting a big gulp. They're mm-hmm. like... <laughs> they're just walking on the ocean floor. Yeah, the ocean floor down there. Um, <laughs> it says it appears it helps the sharks hunt for uh, hunt for ground-dwelling prey, so it kicks up the the, uh, uh, the the sand or whatever under there and gets them all out of there. Yeah. Instead of swimming around, these little bottom-dwelling sharks actually walk using their pectoral and pelvis fins. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the pectoral and pelvis fins. Pelvis fins. 
Uh, he was a great bassist, but I, you never could find a band that was good enough for him. I just felt like he, <laughs> old pelvic fins. He had to just keep old moving. pelvis fins. Yeah, yeah. Oh, poor guy. I really, I feel remember bad. seeing him before his first album in a little small club yeah. in uh, Schenectady. Yeah, uh, drugs got him in the end. So what are you gonna do? Uh, it says, <laughs> not always the way. <laughs> It says uh, <clears throat> the only way they can get across deep water or move, uh, or sorry, move a significant distance would be if they're on a reef that is moving due to tectonic plate shifting. So they've learned how to walk. They're moving around, baby. Moving on up. Oh, Luke in the chat's got the hiccups and he can't stop. What do we do? What's a good radio way to uh, stop yeah, the hiccups? Scare him. Think of uh, walking sharks. That should scare you. Okay, here we go. Ready? And boo! Oh, geez. Oh, I wasn't prepared. Did it work? He says it's bad though, dude. Get bad, some water. Yeah. Get you. Get you some. Uh, it didn't work. He says. All right. Well, they say drink out of the opposite side of a of a glass. Is that so what like, they say? Yeah. So like you would take your glass and do this. I have never heard this. And there's something about the tipping your your head upside down to take a drink from it. Oh, that felt weird. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know if I like that. I don't know if it works, but it's something that uh, that's been that's been told to me as a uh, as a weird uh, possible solution. So uh, I like this one. Uh, third third illusion says uh, I just hold my breath until they stop or I pass out. There you go. Mm, there you go. That's yeah. good. Yeah. There you go. All right, Luke, be be good, man. Don't be don't be hiccuping. Uh, there's a remember the Simpsons. They had that guy, and it says later on today's new show or whatever it was like. Kurt, uh, Kent Brockman. He goes. We'll talk to the man who's been hiccuping for 20 years. And then it shows a video. It shows a shot of the guy on the couch going, kill, kill me. me, kill me, yeah. kill me, kill me. I love that. <coughs> Joking on my own uh, hiccup there. All right. Uh, finally, a story before we take our break. A man high on drugs detained by police after biting a seagull. This is a real problem, folks. Seagull mm. biting. Leave them alone. They're Utah's state bird. That's no right. more biting the seagulls. Um, police say they <laughs> detained a man near Derry's Cross after officers spotted him attacking a seagull and biting it. Uh, the uh, police team were on a patrol, and uh, they were there in Plymouth, which is where? Is this Cornwall? So it's England. Yeah. Plymouth, uh, uh, poor guy should have ran. He should have ran so far away. Yeah, he should <laughs> Man, and ran that's both a night and day. Deep, and he couldn't get away. Deep flock of seagulls cut. Nice job. <laughs> Thank you. Thank Spokesman you for the team said they were working alongside other agencies, including Park, P-A-R-C. I don't know what that is. The Palace Anal Rectal Company. I don't know. <laughs> That's exactly it. Yes. Uh, Plymouth Live understands that the man, 26-year-old local, claimed he was being attacked for his McDonald's meal, and in response, he grabbed the bird and bit it. Boy, what if this guy's seen the lighthouse? That reminds me of that thing. <laughs> that movie, dude. Yeah, still haunts that, me to this moment. Still, it, but it's certainly made me appreciate Pattinson. Oh yeah, for sure. I, that's why I'm I'm genuinely excited about his Batman. After mm -hmm. that, and even though it's not a Batman character like at all, but it's he's got range and no one gives him credit for it. And uh, I'm, I'm actually excited about the Batman when that comes out. There's a. Did you hear that there's a new TV show coming? It's gonna sound like I'm talking about something that already happened, Scott, uh, earlier in the in the 2010s, but. There's a new TV series coming that takes place in the same universe as The Batman, the movie that's coming out. Okay. Focus, it's like a prequel focusing on Commissioner Gordon. No, it sounds like 
It sounds like Gotham. Sound like Gotham? Yeah, a little like <laughs> Gotham to me. Is it more like uh, Gotham Central, which I, a comic I love? I love Gotham Central. Uh, might be. Um, it's like a police procedural uh, set in that universe where the, it's more about the police stories that happen in Gotham. It's way less about Batman. Oh, it's going to be on HBO Max, and that, that gives me hope, too, because oh. doing a show like that on Fox is just... Yeah, I agree. Um, I Jeffrey Wright's Commissioner Gordon might appear in this. Oh, that's right. He's um, yeah, um, he's a fine commissioner, Gordon. That'd be fine. I like Jeffrey Wright. Let's see, man. That you know what? I still can't get out of my head. What? Is- this is really this is really true. So, Colin Farrell is playing the Penguin, and Paul Dano is playing Riddler. I love this. I didn't know that. I'm so excited about that. I thought that was in the m- movie. That is in the movie. Oh, it is. I didn't movie. realize that was in the movie. Oh, I thought I did, you were talking no about the TV that- show. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. Oh, it's great casting for uh, the Riddler, Paul Dano. Yeah, Dano. Paul Dano. He's a he's a psycho. He he's will great. drink his milkshake. <laughs> That's right, exactly. I've lost my boy. <laughs> Same movie. That's my boy. Oh, there he is. That movie stuck with me. Like, just <laughs> what a what a weird movie. There will be blood, or blood will come. What is it? There will be blood. Oh, there, there, there will be blood. There will be blood. Right? This I know is true. Blood will be there. <laughs> there will be dungeons. I don't know what it is. Um, it's by Matt Reeves, who also did the uh, the pl- couple of the Planet of the Apes movies. The good ones. The last oh, and three. Also did, and is also doing the Batman movie. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's great. Also, Matt... He's also doing this HBO Max. Max oh, show. oh, sweet. So he's showrunning that. Okay. He's Matt Reeves that. is a great director. Those the the Overfield. The um, second, third, and is there a fourth? Maybe it's just second, third. Second and third Apes movies, the recent ones. Mm-hmm. Great movies. Great movies. Uh, 28 Weeks Later was his. He did 28 Weeks? Forget, he did, yes. <gasps> and let's not forget uh, Under Siege 2, Dark Territory, and The Pallbearer. Wait, 28, <laughs> 28 Weeks Later was not him? Hold on. That's John, Juan Carlos Frenzadillo or whatever his no, name is. No, the Matt Reeves is somehow involved in that. Okay. He, it came up as one of his movies. Let me see. Was he just writer on that? He might have just been a writer on that. Might have. I'm looking here. Um, writers. Oh, he's a he's an extra. He's a bunker soldier. Oh, he's actually in it. Matt yeah. Okay. okay. Interesting. Weird. Never mind. Uh, he's a great director. I'm stoked about whatever he does. He's one of I those like guys Juan to Carlos watch. Carlos Fresnadillo. Yeah, I like him too. I like Twenty Eight Weeks Later. Are, uh, I think uh, five hundred thousand on the Scoville scale. Those Fresnadillos. <laughs> Fresnadillos. Twenty Eight Weeks is my favorite of the Twenty Eight series. I love it. Sure, Robert Carlyle, man. People, people get annoyed when I say that. I do oh, like Days. Yeah. Days is great, but Weeks is better. I need to watch that. I completely forgot Rose Byrne was in that. Yes. This is like really early Rose Byrne. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was just doing. She may have, oh, but damages was later. So yeah, very early Rose Byrne. Very early on, and um, oh seven was it? Yeah. See, look, uh, I knew the day. I knew the year, two thousand seven. Yeah, first thing I remember seeing her in was um, uh, Bridesmaids. Yeah, you knew the year. Good job. She was also in uh, Attack of the Clones. Good yeah, you, you knew the year. Good job. Yeah, good for you. Well done. <laughs> Dorme, was that? Was she one of the um, uh, Padme clone? Not clones, but Padme decoys? Oh, maybe. It's a very good point. I'm not sure. There's also a Jeremy Renner before anyone knew who he was in 28 Weeks Later. Old Jer- or young Jeremy Renner. 
It's very yeah, good. Wow. It's, it's All right, super I gotta good. watch that again. Oh, I, Idris Elba's the 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 sergeant, the U.S. sergeant guy or colonel that's in the that's in America, um, there. Imogen Poots yeah. is in. Oh, this. you gotta love your Imogen Poots. Yep, love Imogen Poots. Uh, Amanda she Walker. In, she was just in that. Um, I know this much is true. Yeah. Did you finish it? I did. Wasn't it great? It's really good. It's, it's, really good. it's so yeah. good. Oh my yeah, God. and it is. Uh, you're you're right on the money with it being the best thing that Mark. And as much as I love all the MCU stuff, and I think he's fantastic in it, that's the it's the best um, Mark Ruffalo thing I've ever seen. It's a It's all new level Ruffalo. Like I don't even know how. It is. It I don't is. know where you even go from here, acting wise. Like yeah. it's it's just transcendently good. Uh, and I just how love. Are you telling me that. Rose Byrne is from Australia. She's got a she's got an Australian accent. They all do this. They come over here and they they do the English or the American accent so well you never freaking even know they're here. Oh my gosh! All of them, all the Australians do this. You got uh uh, uh who am I thinking? Margaret Robbie. Any of them? Margaret Robbie. She's a great example. Uh, yeah. Kate Blanchett. What the hell is that about? She can do anything. Naomi Watts. Naomi exactly. Naomi Watts. All of them. They come over here and they just Hugh Jackman. They just do it. Mm-hmm. They just do it, and then you're like, "Wow, that is a what a what an incredibly attractive person." And then you find out that they're Australian, and that that they're hiding this Australian accent that would just push them over the top. It's like, "Oh wow, don't whatever you do, yeah. don't let me hear Rose Byrne uh, with her Australian accent. I just might splots. Uh, uh, splots. Right <laughs> Please don't splots right now. I'm making up. I'm making up Jewish terms. I just might splots. Nice. If you're an actual Jewish person, let us know how we did. We'd like a score. Oh, J.K. Grammer just put a link in the uh, chat room oh, uh, in, uh, of her with her Australian accent. Can you play some oh, of that? Oh, yeah, I'm totally going to play this. Are you kidding? Hold on. I'll use this time to, to pull up the... Uh, yeah, here you go. Australian accent incoming. Here we go. Hit and play. You have such a great American accent that I had no idea you were Australian. I am. I'm from, um, I'm from Australia. Sydney, Australia. <laughs> <laughs> you, you sound like I caught you in a lie. Yes, I am. I am from Australia. Like I'm from one of the cities down there. Um, I really am. I don't know why I was acting like I was lying, because it's true. Yeah. Weird. She hides it so well. You hear it in, like, certain words, but... She's done the American accent in so many movies that it's like, no, I'm still hearing American accent. Oh, true. Uh, true. You know, it's like, oh, okay. Damn, that blows yeah. my mind. I had no idea. Look what we've, <sighs> look what we've learned. Rose Byrne. Brian likes her even more now. I do. Yes. She's pretty great. She's my favorite Moira McTaggart. <laughs> of all the Moira McTaggarts. Of all the Moira McTaggarts. She's, she's my favorite. She's the best. All right. We're going to take a break when we come back. Uh, We'll be joined by Justin Robert Young. Uh, no Bill today. Bill is taking this week off, but we will see Justin have a discussion with him shortly. Don't know a lot about, but it'll be great, I'm sure. Uh, before all that, though, music. What do you have? Shut up. She's married to Bobby Cannavale. Who's that? Shut Who's that? Uh, Bobby Who's... Cannavale? Yeah, I don't know who that you is. Know Bobby Cannavale. Uh, or Cannavale, is it pronounced? Bobby Cannavale? Cannavale. Just Google Bobby Cannavale already. Cannavale. 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 I always get the Cannavale. Canal, Canal Vale. Oh! Yes. Really? Really? Yes. Wow. Okay. Now this guy's great, Mr. Robot. Um, yeah. Uh, Boardwalk, Boardwalk Empire. Empire. Yeah. And if you have not seen the only the one season of vinyl on HBO, it, you got to watch that. Okay. Well, it says they're. I think they're just. I think they're just partners. They just a conscious coupling. Is yeah. One of one of those deals. Mm-hmm. Uh. Let's see. Yeah. She, it says she spent the um, there's a note there's an article here about she spent the entire 
uh, pandemic making banana bread with her partner, Bobby, Bobby Connaball. Okay. So All right. Well, you know, whatever they don't need to marry, Just, no. you know, the fact that they've, that they're together. Yeah. Uh, and again, I'm going to reiterate cause it might've glossed over. If you've got access to HBO, watch one, the one, there's only one season vinyl. It's excellent. Yeah. I was bummed that didn't keep going. Ah, man. So bummed. Yeah. But that was a, uh, an interesting Ray Romano character in there. It really was. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and interesting, like you see Led Zeppelin, you see, uh, not the actual Led Zeppelin, obviously, but no, but pretty good. Uh, those actors looked a lot like young Led Zeppelin people, mm-hmm. like really Robert did. Robert Plant, or as I say, Rubber Plant. Rubber Plant, yeah. sure. Rubber Plant. Anyway, Jimmy Page. I want to go make some banana bread with Roseburn. <laughs> hey, let's talk about the music for Indy in the Middle today. <laughs> we're going to the DMAs, Scott. It sounds like we're going to a an event, like an award event. The DMAs. Mm. That's not it. The DMAs is a band. DMA apostrophe S. Um, these guys are uh, produced by Stuart Price, who produced music for Madonna, The Killers, and New Order. Uh, they're from. Uh, they're originally from Sydney, but now they're in Los Angeles. They have a brand new album called The Glow. It's excellent. It features this song right here. It's the title track. Brand new album from the DMAs. Here is The Glow.
man, being at home, working all the time from home, like we are during this pandemic, don't always think about your home network and how secure it is, do you? Being stuck at home these days, internet privacy, home network stuff, it's tricky. Fire up incognito mode on your browser, no one can see what you're doing right, wrong. Even in incognito mode, your online activity can still be traced, even if you're clearing your browser history and stuff. Your internet service provider can see every single website you're visiting. That's why, when I'm at home, I never go online without ExpressVPN. Make sure your ISP can't see what you're doing. Uh, Each ExpressVPN server has an IP address that's shared among thousands of users. That means everything you do is anonymized. You can not have that stuff traced back to you. ExpressVPN is the fastest and most trusted VPN on the market. It's rated number one by CNET, Wired, The Verge, and more. Those are big names. I really like it. The simplicity is what sells me. Don't have to do anything. Click it, install it, push the button, you're in. That's it. That's what I like the most. Simple, easy to use. So protect your online activity today with the VPN I trust the most. They secure my privacy. Visit my special link at expressvpn.com slash TMS, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N. That's expressvpn.com slash TMS. Expressvpn.com slash TMS. The geek has no natural instincts. It wouldn't know that it's causing danger, doing harm. Nothing can go wrong with the geek. It's a jumbo-sized sewer rat. The Morning Stream with Scott and Brian and a caveman. That may have been one of my favorite Indy in the Middles in a while. I really Wasn't liked that it. Wasn't that great? Just so positive, <clears throat> upbeat, and just fun. Yeah, I need more of that in my life. That is, uh, one more time, DMAs, D-M-A apostrophe S. I don't know what they possess. You know, mm. I don't know what, what they own, the DMAs, but uh, that's from their <laughs> brand new album, The Glow. Yeah, the apost- that's a kind of a Carl's Jr. kind of usage. It there. is, or, uh, well, no, Carl's Jr. is because there was a sandwich called The Junior. Oh, that's Carl right. Made it. That's yeah. right. You but, told me this before. But the before. Go-Go's does not need an apostrophe. The B-52s does not need an apostrophe. It's a superfluous apostrophe. Yeah, why do they do that? Is that just to piss us off, or what's the plan? What, what do they got going there? What's the point of that? Know. It's it's uh, it's because uh, they, they bill by the letter. That's how it works? Okay. <laughs> that makes sense to me now. That's right. Finally, it's all making sense. All right, everybody, strap in. We're doing this. These are their stories. No, no, diddly, diddly. Oh, I'm terrible with names. Uh, so am I, but I've got uh, someone here to help us with names. That's Justin Robert Young, all the way from Oakland, California. And uh, Justin, it's great to have you, as we always do on Tuesdays. How the heck are you? Oh, you know, it's it's good to be here. Moving up my schedule by a half hour. Yep. Because... Uh, <laughs> You know, I want to make sure that I'm here. Uh, you're not just going to go lonely here at the top of the hour. That's right, because yeah, Bill Bill is not here. Um, so I 20 minutes of Scott and me uh, twiddling our thumbs. That's right. And uh, we just can't do that. We, there's no twiddling. What, but, TMS. Yeah, it's not titling MS or twiddling. <laughs> Whatever, something like that. So I was I was a little worried because he sent me a message this morning. Says, "Hey, we're not going. I'm not going to be there today." And I I asked him what was up, and um, he is. Uh, He's taking it off because he's just pr- he's pretty distraught. This uh, Grant Imahara news is bad. It's just a horrible thing for all our yeah, circles. Terrible. We're, we're all connected to him in little weird ways. I remember 
very specifically when this happened, I heard this yesterday, and my first thought was, oh my gosh, that time he was at Salt Lake Comic Con, I was there, and I had Nick with me, and Nick was, I don't know, 13, and wanted to see him so bad. He's like, his reason he watched Mythbusters was Grant Imahara, favorite person on there, loved everything he did, followed all his other stuff, and just loved him, and he thought, I want to get up there and see him, and and we were trying, and this line was huge, and I, I put up a tweet, and I said some joke about, oh, I wish I was Veronica today. I could, because I was teasing her, because she knew him and had worked with him. I said, I yeah. could get up in front of this line and see him. And he replied back, says, hey, bring him at such and such time, because uh, by the time uh, that line's so long, and they're they're usually shutting me down anyway, because I've lost my voice. So bring him tomorrow, and we'll get him in there early. And it was like, this is so nice like to even reach out or say anything. And I remember thinking, oh, so he's the real deal. He's like he is on TV. Like, you can't always count on that. And there's a guy who is. It was great. What a nice guy. So it's a huge loss. It sucks for nerds, for people, yeah. for everybody. Just what a bummer, man. Oh, yeah. So no, anyway. it's it's awful. And, um, you know, uh, uh, hopefully we will uh, you know continue to learn more about everything. But in general, just... Uh, you know, be kind and and uh, hopefully we can leave a legacy as rich as uh, Grant Imahara did. Yeah, because man, did he. Um, mm-hmm. All right. So let's talk about more positive things like uh, our political situation. Um, <laughs> so uh, you you, <laughs> you uh, I, I wonder. Uh, so, OK, I have a, a very specific question. I didn't prep you on this so feel free to okay. tell me i'm yeah. a dummy for not telling well, hold you on this. before we get into that can i ask you what the hell's going on with your head i shaved it <laughs> i shaved my head see do you see it thank you i was gonna say something uh, and i <laughs> yeah i got tired of uh i got tired of hot summer hair and i just decided you know what let's just shave it let's go down to number two on the on the thing and let's just go right to the bone here right to the skin not quite brian level not quite that short but I was going to say, yeah, where where is the decision making in deciding whether or not to bick it? Uh, That that's a really good question. I would. Well, if I was gone as far as you've gone, Scott, just pick it. If I was going to if I was going bald, which I'm not, I can grow a full head of hair. um, I probably would have done that a long time ago. But because. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a fair point. It's so short now that I may as well be. You know, well, I, I, I really am just curious as to what makes you decide, okay, no, I'm going to keep it so short that you can see my scalp, but not <laughs> pick it. Like, well, I say pick it. It's also not quite fair because the way this light is in here, it shines right through it and makes it seem like I'm very scalpy. But if you saw me in person, it just looks like hair. I mean, it's not like there's a better angle there. You can kind of see it better. This is a bad angle right there. But but yeah, I like, mean, on that, uh, also one, it's very very like yeah, like I also have a beard, like, and you can <laughs> tell that there's a cheek there, but like it's it's you know, at a certain point, if it was only just peach fuzz, I would be like, oh well, maybe I should just shave it. Yeah, no, I you're it's a, you're, it's a fair point. Um, part part of this this was like uh, all of us we we had the kids over in the weekend doing their doing their laundry, and. uh all of us were just like, uh, the heat, the stuff. It's like been a hundred degrees and just really hot. And I hate even semi long hair in the heat. I hate it. It just, I get yeah. sweaty and gross and I just hate it. And, and I can't like, and I, but I, and so I have to wash it every day, which is fine, except my hair is kind of scrunchy and crunchy in the, and if I wash it too much, it gets really stiff. So I just hate it. So I was like, you know what? Bring that over here. And we did it. 
So it was a little bit so, of a, uh, this was this was a, a a impulse decision. Oh yeah, an impulse decision to uh, to just buzz your buzz your head. Well, yeah, I'm out of I'm out of F's is the main reason, and uh, <laughs> I don't I don't have any more. I don't know where to get the F's. It's like toilet paper or diet Dr Pepper. No one's got any, so I just had to. Mm-hmm. That's what that's. I got. Well, I mean, because it was colored before, right? It wasn't, wasn't it kind of dyed a fun color? Yeah, we, so Kim and I uh, decided to, this about two, two and a half weeks ago, we dyed it purple so I'd match her hair. Yeah. And uh, so I had that for a while. But then also, here's the other reason I cut it was, I don't know how people who color their hair deal with this because after two weeks, I'm already starting to grow out. So my little brown and Mm -hmm. on the temples gray and that stuff started coming through again. So now yeah, I got this yeah, weird yeah. like so little yeah like a little layer cake is going on with the purple yeah. on top and I say what do your you do roots, about that your roots were showing yeah and Kim I don't goes, know how Billie Eilish does it <laughs> so Kim well she has people now but Kim goes you can do you just color it again we just go do the color again and I said mm-hmm. no I don't want to again let's not do that let's just cut it so I cut it it's done no you gotta you, that's the thing man once you get into that color world like it it becomes a lifestyle yeah. like it is just now a budget line that you have to put in there yeah. you know every every so often it's a subscription kind of mm-hmm. and you're locked in unlike netflix you can't just quit well i guess you can because i did but but yeah no more color for me i'm done i don't want to do that anymore and uh shave my head so this i don't know if this is the permanent me you may you know give me a month i grow hair pretty quick i'll probably have a little freaking faux hawk again and oh yeah no 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 my 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 question was more just why stop so low like and and not just do the full the full from scratch regrowth of of of, of the uh the the shaved head but i think you answered you answered my question yeah. i was uh thankful also i have a weird head which <laughs> i have a weirdly shaped head and i look really weird bald bald because i have done that before where i shaved it all and it's just shaped funny. I don't hats don't fit me right. I just have a weird head. It's like a weird gourd. And uh I, I have no idea what would look different if you shaved your head compared. Like just <laughs> yeah, for people who are exactly. only listening, like and have no visual like it's beat like on five this. o'clock shadow. Yeah, there is no like like you are like uh, it is the difference you bald versus where you are now is the difference between a nude person and a nude person with a fig leaf. Like we, <laughs> well, there's, yeah, so you there's not, there's not much difference at all. Not much left to the imagination. Right. But, but if I see, let's say I see somebody like, I don't know, John Goodman naked with just nothing or naked with a fig leaf. I'm taking fig leaf. You know what I mean? So that's how I see it. This fig leaf that covers my head. Fig I take leaf this- might be overstating it. Like you, you <laughs> right, look. Right. You're, we can like see a, the shape of your head. Yeah, like you a can. transparency sheet. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit of a fig leaf. A yeah, yeah, exactly. That's it. Yeah, you have one of those old school overhead projector transparency sheets Got over it. your dingle. Ne- fantastic. Class will never be the same again. <laughs> Uh, all right, so yeah, don't in the chat. Sorry if you're going to be thinking of naked John Goodman. That's my fault. All right, let's uh, let's move on. So I got yeah. this question. I did not prep you for, and I don't that's know fine. what we want to say. I'm a, but, I'm a pro. Uh, it seems to be that a lot of people, and when I say people, I mean press outlets and tweets and stuff, seem to be suggesting that this this group, the the Lincoln Project, headed by a bunch of never Trumpers, aka Republicans that don't like Trump. Yep. Uh, are no longer just a little bee in the bonnet. They are like a legitimate campaign threat because they've got money now. Like they've gained 
I don't know what it was, $16 million in a week or something. It's a lot, a lot of cash. Yeah. Lots of cash. They, they're running ads in battleground states and in places where, um, you know, they feel like stuff needs to happen. The, the, the guys who founded it, like Rick Wilson and a handful of these other guys, uh, I forgot the one guy's name. Anyway, they're all storied individuals in Republican campaigns. Uh, Rick Wilson helped get Rudy Giuliani elected in New York. Uh, one of the other guys was McCain's campaign manager. Uh, some of them are ex-Bush uh, administration folks. Yeah. That yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. So what what Trump or others would call rhinos or the old kind of Republican or whatever, that's kind of who yeah, these, these guys are, are. These are guys that would always get work. Right. In in another in another world where the Republican Party isn't, uh, you know, in open rebellion, uh, these would be the guys that would run campaigns. And now they are out of favor. Uh, and so they are getting uh, with the people that would normally hire them. And so now they have formed their own little uh, little band and, and they're making a whole crap ton of money and delighting people that, uh, you know, in this particular environment they are a, effectively a pro Biden pack. Mm -hmm. And so people who would also like to see Joe Biden get elected are, are uh, uh, happy with them as enemy of my enemy is my friend, uh, you know, kind of a way. But even then, I think one of the guys that makes the video just got fired today because oh, uh, apparently he said some, uh, some nasty stuff on a message board. I'm pretty sure. Oh, oh well, that's no good. I didn't know about that. All right. So, um, you may have answered my question then, which is you would like to think if, if you like what project Lincoln's up to, and there are other groups like this, they're just, they, they've really skyrocketed lately. Um, if you like what they're up to, then you would like to hope and think that, oh, well, they're, they're really doing this out of a principled stance and, you know, they, they just, they think their party's been hijacked and they want to do whatever they can to get it back yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that isn't is or isn't happening, but you seem to suggest in your reply that um, this may just be that these guys, the, the the normal apparatus under which they work is all broken, and so this is their this they just this is their outlet for that. Like they gotta they gotta work right, they gotta get stuff done, and they're no longer running people's campaigns, so instead they're they're doing this. Do you think that's a? I mean, would you say that it's it's um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not disingenuous, but do you think their motivations are as pure as they say they are? If you were to guess, or do you think this is well, all just how like how pure do you think they're saying that they are? Well, like, I guess my 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 question is exactly how much do you need to personally feel good about political ads, about negative political ads? Well, I don't uh, need to feel good about them at all. My thing is, um, you know what it is right now. I feel I find myself not to make this about me, but I find myself looking and digging more and more and more for um authenticity in a world known for in politics well this is my, my i'm getting to that in in a world known for its inauthenticity okay so i understand that yeah i'm not i'm not blind to that but i'm trying to find it where i can find it if it exists at all are you saying to me that scott knock it off it doesn't exist at all is that what you're saying i mean you know, it 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 might be similar to trying to find chastity at a whorehouse. Like, <laughs> uh, no, she's in the third room down. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh no, okay. no, yeah, she's no, there. yeah. Please give her my best. Um, I'm very excited that she got her GED. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it, 
I, I just I I don't quite see why you would look for that there. Yeah, like it's not the business for it. It's not where it flourishes. Like I think there's righteousness in politics. There are people that very much believe that there are there is change to be made, and there are some candidates that are more. Uh, uh, rigorous about their positions than others, but by and large, politics is about making the cold, calculated decision when you need to make the cold, calculated decision. And more than that, it's about working, mm -hmm. right? It's about having a thing. And so, for all these guys that are lifelong campaign operatives, uh, uh, they have found that really the way that they want to make money is making negative ads because they would like to see Donald Trump drummed out of the party and more specifically drummed out of the party in such a loud uh and hilarious manner that now when people think about what a, a a republican is they think about people that candidates that these guys would get hired by mm. uh i think that's that's the largest thing but more than that if it's about the uh uh the, the money raised they also realize that if there's one thing that uh, a, a largely liberal audience on Twitter likes more than just a negative ad against Trump. It's a negative ad from other conservatives about Trump because uh, now it is uh, reinforcing in the belief that he is the most uniquely awful person on the planet. Like, look, even his own people hate him. Uh, and, and much of that is, uh, <laughs> at least in that crew, Largely true, mm. but uh, I, I don't quite know if for me, at least, it would be a fruitful use of my time to look for who really believes what they're selling in a world where, number one, you getting elected means telling the audience what they want to hear. And number two, times change and people change and politicians are not, you know, thought leaders. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they're they're automatons that get elected yeah i mean i think you're i think the you're right to compare it to the chastity in a whorehouse i i just i don't know why i seek it i keep trying and it's just not there is it it's just not going to be there well have you ever found it before is this something that you're trying to recapture that there was a moment of innocence and purity for you with politics or is it something that now you have a thirst for? i think i've just never gotten i've never gotten over the idea the ideas that were planted in my head at a very young age were you took somebody at their word when they said a thing. And I just assumed that meant everybody. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 that sounds incredibly naive to say that, but I just, so I don't know. You, I just want, was there, was there a moment of the scales falling from your eyes in terms of politics specifically? Um, yeah, Clinton was, well, probably Clinton was the first one where I really felt like, oh my gosh, like you're a lion sack. Like, like why can't I, I just thought if you're in the highest office of the land, I was always under this impression that you would just have good intentions up there. No matter who you were, no matter what your party was, it was just, you, you always had the best interests of, of the people in, at heart and, and, and all that, like just the most Pollyannish view possible. I had it. Okay. For a long, long time. And it really was like, I'm in my 20s and the Clinton thing happened. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, all my ideas of what it means to be a president, they're just shattered. And I, I couldn't believe it. And then it just seems like, I don't know, it's like anything. You, you realize it's not what you think it is, right? 
So now I'm at this point where I just want to see somebody have some good faith somewhere in what they're saying. I want to say something in good faith, and I can't find it. So if I'm looking and there's ne- it's not there anyway, and I should give that kind of hope up, well, okay, I can take that. But I still look for it sometimes, and you know, I like I like the idea that maybe uh, these Lincoln Project guys. It just seems like, oh well, are they as passionate as they seem like? Do they really mean this? Do they really? Oh, I have think these they principles? mean it. Well, I'm mean, I think mean I it. think I think that they definitely mean that they think Donald Trump is an awful person and an even worse president, and uh, uh you know, I I think that it's that there's a little bit more in the cocktail just than them being roused off their couch because they have uh, seen too much from uh, uh, the the Trump administration. I think it also has something to do with the fact that he, uh, uh, you know, kind of a a demolition monster trucked pretty much all of their careers in, in Republican electoral politics. I think that has a little something to do with it. Uh, And the fact that they all realize that the more they complain about Trump, the more people retweet him and the more, television bookings they get and the more they can raise money to do what they do best which is create political uh strategy and ads right so okay all that being said i mean i agree with you this is kind of a rhetorical question because i think i am at the stage of like know the answer yeah like what are they gonna do this isn't gonna change this is the same i need what i need to do if i'm looking for authenticity i gotta look for it at a lower level i gotta look for it on the ground, people I know, stuff I associate with, that's what it. The, I mean, like, I, I I, don't know why people need to like politicians. Like, no. that's that's my thing. Like, why do we need to like them? They're, we need to get results we need to from them. them. Yeah. yeah we need like to trust them. I mean, no, I don't even think we need to trust them. We need results. Okay. What do you want? What do you want in life? Uh, well, if, if it is controlled by the government, we should demand our representatives do it. And if they don't do it, then they didn't do their job. And we should get somebody else that that goes in there and does it. I, I don't personally ever feel the need to like or trust a politician like they they are exchangeable to me. The more we lionize them, the more we venerate them, the more we make them something that I don't think they even ask to be role models uh people that we should be expecting the best of human behavior from the more we inherently excuse them when they don't do the one thing they're supposed to do which is what we want mm. and and like we get into this warring tribal element of like well they didn't do it because maybe and you know this other thing about their backstory and they did the other thing and we twist ourselves in the knots to defend them but i i personally don't know why I, I i don't know why we should have that expectation of them they are they are civil servants and and we should treat them as such i think i agree i need to i need to lose my old young scott eight years old looking up at politics <laughs> saying ah Your yes innocence yes yeah. well they were all yeah uh, right. we the people and all this and i just need to stop it i need to quit thinking of it that way or thinking that somebody's going to swoop in i need to quit pretending that you know you know, as much as I, I like that Biden or not Biden, um, Mitt Romney stands up for stuff and in some way, um, I mean, the most the most physical. thing. Oh, yeah. No. Did you are you back on the Mitt train? Oh, after his uh, his stern, <laughs> his stern words on Twitter. Oh, oh, boy, man. Is he got some stern words on Twitter? Yeah, like sure does. Historic corruption. Was it historic corruption? I think that was the term. Yeah, I think he used. 
I mean, I was I was back. I was kind of back in the mid train after his vote because that's an actual act. That's an act mm-hmm. of defiance. That's mm-hmm. an act of actual political will, like not being lockstep and yeah, and all that. And people can explain away and say things. Well, it really didn't affect anybody because like he's ever not going to get elected in Utah. I'm. I know I, we can have all those conversations, but he's the only one that did it. So that was good enough for me. That was a thing. That was at least a thing that was willful and direct and that actually was an action and not just a bunch of words. So, so I, yeah, I like Mitt Romney more than I like any you're of these back. other people. You're back now because uh, you didn't for a little bit. Yeah. I was having a little hard time there because he got a little quiet about things. Well, all, everything before the vote, really, I was just like, okay, you're just, you're just the same as everyone else. It's all lip service. And and while his lip service was at least more than most were giving, it was still lip service. But, you know, that vote was a vote. That's a big deal. That's like the currency he has. And I don't know. That that put me back on Mitt train, I guess. But it's not like I'm sitting here going, all right, what's next for Mitt Romney? Can't wait for his next big act. Of, like, that's probably going to be it. That's your one big act of defiance. No, I mean, he could be a, a thorn in Trump's side going forward, uh, either through uh, the election in the fall and then if Trump is reelected through the next four years because he's never going to need anything from it. Right. You know, Mitt Romney was elected in the midterms in 2018, which means that he will never need to uh, curry favor from Trump ever again. Mm-hmm. He got Trump's endorsement and uh, uh, pretty much never looked back. So... Right. Uh, Trump as a private citizen or as an ex-president could raise money and endorse um, somebody that is, you know, not Mitt Romney to challenge him in 2024. But, you know, at, at this point, he's kind of free, which is really what you see with with um, uh, lame duck presidencies. Mm-hmm. You know, if Donald Trump got ele- got reelected in November, he would really only have about 100 days to to do anything yeah and then at that point especially since he hasn't exactly built bridges throughout the senate um he would pretty much just be floating mm-hmm. because now you know aside unless you are re-elected unless you are facing re-election and donald trump is very popular with the people that you are going to try to court mm-hmm. then there will be a great political distancing because mm-hmm. now people aren't going to be worried that eventually he's going to be able to do anything to screw them. Yeah. Uh, the, the distancing you know, all, seems all, all, all the political guaranteed. powers, future power. All it, it seems all the guaranteed that there will be a mass distancing at some point, whether it's during a second term or whether it's after he loses or as he's about to lose or, or any of those. Scenarios. Well, everybody you get distanced, you know, no matter what, Yeah, like uh, uh, you get distanced when you lose, but you know, hell even Obama's faced a reckoning. Mm-hmm. Like th- there is no such thing as forever reveration mm-hmm. in politics like you will always get hot and then you will always cool down and the measure of your career is exactly how hot you got and how long it took you to cool down yeah uh where trump is going to um you know face his question is is you know he pulled off one improbable win will he be able to pull off another improbable win uh if he does, he'll be a folk hero. If not, he'll be a folk hero to the people that love him. And, uh, you know, he'll get ready for his run in 2024. Oh, Lord. Uh, all right. Well, that's a that's a fun note to sort of end that discussion on. Um, all right. Uh, you are one. The great thing about Justin is he's always doing this kind of talk, but in lots of other venues and things. So you get a taste of it here, but there's plenty more out there. So 
Where should I know, people I've seen go? You, I've seen you poking around the, the, the stream mm-hmm. uh, over the last few weeks. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I like uh, listening. It's good. It's good stuff. I should do uh, it more. I just usually have a thing, but uh, lately in the mornings when I get things piled or done, I can kind of put you in the background and keep more, and keep working. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll tell you what. If you ever uh, uh, get done talking for two hours straight and you want to come on. <laughs> I'll put on. in another hour, yeah. yeah, yeah I'll put in another half hour. Sure. Uh, you know, it's not like like I haven't done it for you for several <laughs> years. But uh, uh, yeah, twitch.tv slash Justin R. Young is where you can go and i'm live right after tms that's uh 10 a.m pacific time 1 p.m eastern time and uh live for about two hours uh and uh yeah no it's a good time yeah and if you uh if you guys watching live right now stick around after the show we'll do a raid and send everybody over there so enjoy that justin r young everybody justin r young on twitter we'll see you yep bye now see germs okay well we got that off our chest everything's fine now I feel. Uh, Do you feel relieved? Feel calm. Yeah. Calm. Relieved, calm. Yeah. And, uh, Do you have yeah. a sense of, um, I don't know, serenity or uh... serenity now? Yes. <laughs> I just renewed watched that episode of, the other day. A renewed sense of optimism. Sure. I have been on a tear watch at night, just trying to kind of chill out before bed and watch uh, yeah. Seinfeld episodes, and I've been attracted to the Jerry or to the um, Jerry Stiller episodes. Oh, sure. Yeah. He's so good. He is really good. He's so good, man. George's dad. A master of delivery and timing, that Jerry Stiller. Yeah. Died. Well, he had a long life. Lived till. <laughs> was... Died way too Died soon. Too Died soon, too soon, soon enough. Yeah, soon enough. He did fine. No. Um, all right. A couple of quick things as we get out of here. Uh, Matt Horner wrote in. He said, my wife is an artist and graphic designer. She lost her job from COVID and has been working so hard to create her own business and freelance design and art. If you're interested in supporting a few fellow creatives, I would love to provide any information you would need. Her website is adesigns.art. Nope. nope. Oh. It's ahdesigns.art. Damn it. ahdesigns.art. <laughs> Brian's right. Yeah. Uh, A-H. Why is that H want to disappear in my vision? I don't know. I That's don't know. weird. ahdesigns.art. Anyway. And uh, she does some amazing pet portraits. Uh, I was looking at her site. And um, in addition, some great graphic design logos and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, if you need a pet portrait... Um, she's a she's a good one to yeah, get to. y'all have like, pets right you need portraits of those mm-hmm. pets do it yeah um yeah. she's uh the whole site has got all the stuff you need her name is andrea right andrea she'll andrea. even pay return shipping on your pet so when you send your dog or cat to uh to andrea then uh, she'll send it back in the postage paid uh, envelope oh my gosh she's good look at this stuff i know she's really really holy good. moses all right i may have to get one of rainer look at these these are yes. beautiful yeah. All right. Well, she's really, really good. And uh, if you can't, you're not seeing this if you're listening at home. So I recommend go check it out. ahdesigns.art. That's .art. And uh, we'd like to give you guys a chance. We don't have a name for this yet, but whatever it is at the end of the show where we give you guys a promotion. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we've been we've been asking people to help us come up with. Uh, we don't name. know what to call it. Right. That's something yeah. something we wanted to keep doing though. Uh, finally, Andrew wrote in. <clears throat> he says, "I just wanted to drop a line, and tell you too how awesome you are. Your podcasts have been the rock." that I have clung to to keep from getting swept down the chaotic river of shit the world seems to be. It's hard to find another podcast with people as genuine as you two, plus your guests. You obviously care about your families and online community, and you make the world seem a bit brighter. Thanks for all you do. Stay safe and take care, Andrew. Aww. I just thought that was so nice that I had to read it. 
happy to do it, Andrew. We're not um, we're not tooting our own horn. We just no, we, no, we some. But it's we nice. will read other people who toot our horn. Yes, if you're tooting our horn, we'll we'll read what you said about our horns being tooted. But also, it makes this is nice to be told that we're doing good for you. You know what I mean? Like we, some we have hard days too, where it's like, oh, we gotta try to be funny today. We gotta try to be fun mm-hmm. and relaxed or whatever. And it's hard. What helps me, and I think I speak for Brian when I say this. Correct me if I'm wrong, but when you guys tell us these things, it's like, oh, all right, we are doing some good in the world with this. Mm-hmm. Like we are making mm-hmm. a difference for people, and that's that's meaningful. So, so thank you, Andrew. We appreciate that. It's very nice. Yeah, very nice. All right, it's gonna do indeed. it for the show. Indeed, Scott. Indeed. If you like the show, support us. Patreon.com/slash/tms. You can do it for as little as a dollar a month, and you get all kinds of free bonus content, including art that goes out in the mail. Every uh, thing we got a, uh, a TMS level where you get a special T. Uh, that ships to your door. You can also get cool uh, bonus content every single day tacked on the uh, episode, and you get a big commercial-free version of that with like stuff at the end, mm-hmm. stuff at the top. And on Fridays, most Fridays, you get a TMS PM, a whole nother episode for free. What? Yeah. For free? For free? Well, free. free. So That's go check cool. it out. Uh, there's details about all that and more at frogpants.com slash TMS. We love your emails. Keep those coming. The morning stream at gmail.com or use the site. Either one works great for us. Okay. I've got tea coming from Gwen. I'm so excited. I just drank one of hers here. I drank the Pixie Blush uh, Green Matcha again this morning. Oh, that's my favorite. It's one of my favorites. Mm. That and there's a, the pumpkin one that comes out around fall I really like. But um, so good. Year round, the matcha, and I did the iced matcha last week, and uh, just love it. Yeah, just it's love it. amazing. It's my favorite tea. I could drink it every day, and I kind of do right mm-hmm. now, which I, maybe I should not do as much because there's a lot of sugar in it, but I really like it. So anyway, there's that. Uh, hey, that's it. Brian, song. We have a song. What do we got? I have a song. Song. Yes. Uh, this one's going out. By the way, happy birthday to TVZ Gone. It was too late in getting me a request for today. So, uh, mm. you know, send me a request anyway, TVZ Gone. I think I could probably guess the band that you'd want to hear. But uh, send me a request anyway, and we'll get it on later on this week or next week. Nice. This one, though, goes to a different Greg. Greg, formerly Greg from Boston, currently known as Greg for Walkman. Uh, Hello, Flipper and Doodle. Saturday, July 11th was my birthday. I would love to hear a cover of Where Is My Mind from my favorite Boston band, The Pixies. Seems appropriate for 2020. Can't wait. Feel comfortable enough. Oh, can't wait to feel comfortable enough to meet up in Vegas again. God, no kidding. No kidding. No kidding. Let's just all get um, let's just all get suites mm-hmm. in Vidara. Okay. Uh, you know, get get Airbnb suites all next to each other, and we'll um, we'll just shout loudly through the walls from a safe distance okay. to each other. Okay, I'm in. You've got it. You got me now. I'm in. Right. Let's Good. do it. Okay, perfect. Uh, all right. Where's my mind? I've got a lot of covers of Where's My Mind. This is one of my favorites. It was part of a bonus disc version of the album Sleeping with Ghosts from the band Placebo great 90s brit pop band one of my favorites uh here is placebo their cover of the pixies where is my mind
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Tell me what you see.